Hey, welcome to the Quarmalize Sports Talk. We are live. It is a Thursday. It is doing things Thursday. We got the full house. And everyone in the house, except me, have on glasses. Didn't really think he's Malcolm X. Uh, Kurt Feldkeller has his glasses on. And oh. we have a guest. I don't think I'm Malcolm X. Well, yeah. I don't, don't want to be Malcolm X. Man, Those are Malcolm I just want to be Demery. You don't want to die? I just, I just want to be You don't want to die for the cause? He's, I just want to be Demery. You afraid Those to die Malcolm, for the cause? Those are Malcolm X's glasses. Yeah, I got some glasses And that's like the reason that. you got them, wasn't it? No. Yes, it no, is. No, it was. Come on. It's okay. No, he don't know because he don't know Malcolm X. No, it's just, no, I do know <laughs> something about Malcolm X. I got some glasses like that, but they got about. medicine in them. Man, I like those glasses. Medicine. They look good on you. Huh? Thank you. Appreciate it. Who does Kurt look like? There's, there's Kurt no look prescription. Like a Clark this Kent. Just, this okay. just makes me more presidential. That's all. <laughs> you, need a, you need your blue tie. The common sense party. We're going to start. I'm telling you. Well, after we, watching everything. <laughs> common sense. We Speaking of common sense, we got a, our guest in, and we're going to bring him in in a while because uh, we want to take medicine. Doctor, can I call you Doctor Sandy Silverman? Sounds good. Yeah, that sounds good to me. Um, but more of neurology. What is it? Dynamics and you go. I'm gonna, let, I'm gonna have you explain it because as smart as we think we are, we don't want to mess it up. We don't want to mess up what you do, but we really want to. I really got to get in there and get a check too. I want to get on the machines and, and see where I am. But we were talking earlier about a pill, and we're gonna talk some March Madness. I know Kirk has the book. He has the book open actually, so he's ready. Oh yeah. We go to the book. Um, 888-346-9144, that is the number again. So, um, Sandy, explain yes, a little sir. bit, explain a lot of what you do. Okay, what I do is I do neurofeedback, brain training, different programs, interactive metronome, EMDR, things that get right down to the brain and nervous system and help us with our emotions, our functioning, peak performance. Um, if we take a hit, football, baseball, soccer, whatever, we may not... Um, realize the long-term impacts that could have, particularly if we have repetitive head injuries. So what happens is we get hit and we can, we can suffer some damage there and over time it affects our cognitive function or our timing, our motor coordination, our emotions, our impulsivity. And we can help that a lot very naturally through brain training, through different kinds of programs where we mm. give the person feedback, we measure it through a quantitative EEG and we can actually see areas Typically, where you got hit with is depressed functioning, and the conduction, the speed of those neurons firing there really, really is not what it was before. I think you lost mm. me at uh, okay. what I do for a living, what I do. But I, that's, that's I, interesting because of all the uh, impact your, your, your head take, and then you think you shake it off and you say, because I know a lot of times we shake it off and say, you've probably seen it through in and out patients or visitors, shake it off and keep it going. But down the road, you, start, you can't shake it off anymore. You start feeling like, well... That was a simple thing that I just forgot. Yeah. Like I All try right. to remember, I try to do these brain teasers and these tests just to keep my brain activated. And um, and I sent Kirk, I sent you something the other day. And as you kind of feel like I'm mentally deficient and I need to work on my I need concentration. You to focus. I need focus. you to focus. I know. So I sent you some uh, Dang some it. some. Uh, you know they make these movies and about these pills and what the brain does and how the brain is. Yeah. Uh, I don't think they make these movies out of exaggeration. I think they experiment a lot with medicine. And, and then well, the money they put in your body. So when I sent you something, you're like, mm, I, well, I know. I, I for instance, Doctor Sandy, the uh, Adderall, mm-hmm. for instance. Yes, I know that athletes take Adderall a lot for a boost of energy and mm-hmm. focus and, and understanding. 
is what you were just saying is that due to head trauma, we have lost some pathways that have been created in our brain, but through your program and looking at these pathways, we can reconstruct new pathways to offset what is what has been taken away? Well, you know, it's more complex. We can do that. I know. I'm a simple guy, though. Okay. <laughs> we can get welcome in for training. And you, um, basically, what you can do is that, but also you can get areas that what happens, you see our brain fires at all different speeds from real slow stuff in delta, what we see in deep sleep or right. comas, you know, or head injuries for that matter too. And then it goes up the scale going faster to all the way to beta when we're performing cognitive activities. So what happens is we can actually measure the balance there. And at key sites in the brain, we can see what's dominating. So you take a hit, mm. and we often see the slower stuff, for example, like a theta that may cycle four to eight times a second. It's a slower energy level. Right. That all of a sudden may become prominent at that area where it wasn't before, which means that the, 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 it's just going a little slower, the brain there. It's is, like a muscle not firing as fast. Is theta the dream state? Or yes, is that it beta? is. Okay, theta is the dream state. Delta is heavy, deep it, sleep. Yes. Okay, and then beta. I'm never in delta. Beta is is that um, that isn't just normal walking around level, is it? It is. Okay, so just normal walking around level of our cognitive agility or cognitive processing is in the beta state. Correct. Okay, so in sleeping we get down into theta and delta. Right. As well, but mm. theta is dream if you get state, into that deep sleep. and that's where you get the REM eye, eye movement, right? Eye right. Okay. And so you had mentioned Adderall. What Adderall typically does, it may increase the faster activity and lower some of the slower stuff, particularly the alpha. Ah, interesting. Okay, so it pumps your brain up, but it doesn't necessarily go to key areas where you may need it. It's kind of elevating your whole nervous system. Well, how does that make you focus? Because I know people take Adderall for, to focus. I know some people who don't need it takes it. Right, yeah. right. And sometimes it can cause anxiety, too. So you have to yeah. be real careful. Yeah. I believe that. I've, yeah. Uh, I've never, I've I've never taken it, but I've seen people I've, to take I said, this guy's acting like a fool. I've seen people get yeah. anxiety um, over in, in college a lot. You know, a lot of kids, we stay up doing assignments, doing homework, doing projects, and they'll just pop open some Adderall, right. you know, help Do, them focus. By the time it gets to 2 a.m., 3 a.m., you can tell the anxiety is built up, so... That's, that's, Did we talk about this cool on the show? Because we talked about how uh, I think some colleges didn't mind the kids being on that stuff. At ASU, it, they were selling it. Okay, it was a story that okay. came out. Yeah. So I know, I know it came out. You heard about that story? Yeah. yeah. All right. They say you can't regenerate the brain, but you don't believe that because I, I read the story probably years ago. The brain dies. The brain is never coming back. It just died. But you can regenerate No, the you brain. actually can get the brain cells firing better. Right you back. will see it in pre and post brain maps, mm-hmm. which I'll show you. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, you can excite the brain. You can calm it down. You know, we say about, you know, increasing beta. That's not always the case. Some people have too much beta. Like I worked mm. with a pro baseball player a few years ago. He was reacting in very angry ways. He was rehabilitated too quick, and his, hey. his agent sent him over. Rehabilitated and from what, a concussion? From, uh, well, actually, no, from, uh, I think it was a shoulder injury. Oh, okay. I and thought we were not going to talk about me specifically. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I don't, you I did thought, break your clavicle. Sorry. <laughs> sorry, lost well, say That story does sound familiar. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> but so, so he, he rehabbed too fast? And he was stressed. And they they were pushing him too fast, and it was his performance well, was deteriorating. He was angry about that, and he yeah. had no choice. So basically, when I did a brain map on him, he didn't have any of the slow stuff. His brain was really overamped, and you mm. see that. Actually, you see that with a lot of athletes. Mm. A lot of beta activity, 
And it's, um, so what I did was help him to lower that so he was in much better emotional control. In fact, he had a great spring mm. training. They were remarking about him. And mm. he had said... Recently? He, um, a few years ago. Okay. But basically, he had said that he really wanted to, wish he could tell, but he wanted to remain anonymous because he didn't want to, you know, seeing a psychologist. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, a, a lot of people do that. I know, I know a lot of people don't want to be seen. Everybody has a psychologist. If you got a best friend, that's your psychologist. Right. If you got somebody you right. can talk to, uh, right. someone you can confide in, that's your psychologist. Mm-hmm. You put the word on psych on it and you think mentally something wrong with right. me or, or I don't want people to know that I got... Problems. Everybody yeah, has right, problems. Right. Yeah. This just right, Kurt? Every, Oh, absolutely. <laughs> well, that's that's how I like what kind of you know when my practice has evolved over the years is more brain training and I really do things. You know, I treat a lot of ADD and in yesteryear over the over 21 years ago before I was doing brain training, everybody was getting on meds. Hardly anybody I see gets on meds now. Kids and adults once just they train their train brain. It. Yeah. Well, so describe for me at the alpha state what is. What are, what are those activities that we're doing with our brain mm-hmm. at that state? At it's a calm state. state. I mean, it is a focus, but it's not a cognitive state where we're performing, you know, um, cognitive operations per se. Okay. We're relaxing. In fact, what they found with um, fighter pilots that were most successful, they were able to increase their beta. So they're focusing. And then they knew when they were starting to fatigue, so they let themselves create a little alpha activity, which relaxed the brain, rejuvenated it, and then went back into the beta, which is what I teach people when I'm training them, is how when you see, we, I show them indicators on, on the different frequencies, what's happening when they're starting to fatigue, how that's affecting them, and then how to get that back through some breaths yeah. and, and relax and then get back in there so they could rejuvenate their brain, just like you do your muscle if you're working out. So, I mean, th- this really is just biofeedback that that you're you're training them to do is that is that it, a fair assessment it, or it, am it i is. oversimplifying well both i mean it's it's that, again sorry. that's my job <laughs> he oversimplifies <laughs> a lot so get ready for that <laughs> that's right so it it is but it has to be done properly and it can yeah. get complex and you have to know who you're dealing with and what sure. you know and what their particular issues and how you want them how help them change so they can get better stable well, how long would you spend with a patient how long would you spend with someone uh, you say you have to know who you're dealing with i think that should be the uh, normal for everything and everybody because you just can't come in my office and say treat me with this I think I have this no I need to spend some time with you I need to see your emotional states I need to see everything about you and you talk cognitive I need to know who I'm dealing with when um, when I'm dealing with a patient. Absolutely. Or so anybody. That, for that's that why I really frown upon people who are learning this kind of work and doing a one-size-fits-all, yeah. buying mm-hmm. equipment and doing mm-hmm. it. You can't do that because yeah. I want to know who I'm working with, yeah. what their strengths are, what I want, what they've done before, what I want to capitalize on and help them perform better, what's good for them, not what's for the norm. Now, what, what is the machine? Uh, first of all, give us where you are. Let, let me know where you know people can reach you, website, uh, your office and everything. And then sure, I, and then sure. I want to know what the, uh, what's the process, what's the machine? Sure. Um, I'm on 92nd Street in Shea, 10229 North 92nd Street. 92nd um, Shea. My, I have a couple of websites. One is um, neurodynamicstraining.com for, for sports and mm. business and peak performance. have one for ADD, which is center for ADD-AZ.com. Um, I could be reached at 480-609-1798. And the machines I use, actually various machines, depending upon, again, what, what I'm working on with that person. But I'll use a program called NeuroCybernetics recently, HPN for, for uh, pro athletes, high-performance mm-hmm. neurofeedback. Um, 
bunch of retired, a lot of actually retired NFL players are really profiting great from that in Denver and Carolina and, and Florida. They're, um, Why those places? Why not here? Because this, this well, place has the most... Retired well, it is. I've just I've just begun doing that actually. Oh, okay. So that's that's a program uh, I was talking about the other night at the mm. talk. But but I am starting that absolutely. Okay. So that is great because it actually works on a pulse frequency and it can calculate where your how your brain's firing, give you a little bit umph there too, and sends in a very very low power, um, and gets the brain rejuvenated. Very good for for head traumas and concussions. Talk, I was trying oh, to write. All, I was trying to write all no, that down because I do want to make sure all the guys have it. Mm-hmm. Uh, we gonna have so it, but, yeah. but I, we can re-air this. Yeah, and well, hear this yeah. again. Well, then, yeah. Slow mo. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I can take my time right now. Rewind. Tell me, yeah. <laughs> tell me about what what are the steps to get? If I'm getting involved, what first I'm calling your office. Now, what happens from here? And and what is the length of the time that I, I'll be in the process? All of those things. What what happens to me okay. when I call you? You come in, and I want to do a thorough history. I want to get to know you. I want to know what your objectives are. You know, again, what you've done, um, where you'd like to go, what's interfering with it, what do you see as helping. Um, explain the process of what I do. Yeah. Okay. See, and, a lot yeah. of athletes, real quick, a lot of athletes think they can fix that. Like when you say, where I want to go, they, they, they say, I'll be okay, I can fix it. And then they just linger on and eventually they're going to have to come see you anyway. But right. when you're dealing with athletes, I, all of us can tell you, and you know because you, you're dealing with them now, but we always think we can fix our problems when mm-hmm. instead of, that's why men, in my opinion, die early because we always fixing the problems that somebody else should be able to, with better knowledge, fix for us. Right, like coming here, um, I didn't want to ask for directions. It's the exact same thing. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah, he said that. Oh, it was that know. kind of thing. It took him long enough. So I totally understand that. This is the only direction I don't want to rely on the internet or anything. Are you east or west of the one-on-one? That was the only direction. Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> he said, I'll find it then. <laughs> he is new to the area. But, but the question, I, I didn't mean to interrupt, but I do do that a lot. Yeah, you do. Yeah. So so I'm sitting down. We're, we're spending some time for one you to get to know me better. I mean, what what's the duration of that? What's the expectation should I have? I mean, obviously, it's everybody's going to be a little bit sure, different. Sure, whatever we need. I mean, I typically go an hour talking. I okay. Mean, but as of, of course, when I'm working with somebody, I learn more about the, them as I'm working absolutely. with them and what comes out. Sometimes people, you know, aren't going to tell you things right away and they don't even remember it. Right. You know, and then so as we're training, things come out as your, you know, your brain gets better. You may bring up some incident that reminds you of this and, you know, we work on that. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Awesome. Okay. And now, is there is there a, prescri- a prescribed series of appointments? I mean, is it is it a block of five? Is it a block of ten? I mean, what you know, it honestly it honestly depends on what issues we're dealing with. Like, okay. like if it's peak performance for athletes, they usually go less than if I'm working on you know uh, you know attention deficit or something through you right. know for school or business or that kind of thing. So when you train somebody, the brain learns this information very quickly right away. Right. But for anything to become long-standing, we've got to do repetitively for those right. pathways to develop, just like anything. Otherwise, right. we'd be pros in everything in one hour. Yeah. So the brain's learning it. You're getting used to it. And the repetitiveness of practicing it, so it could be 10, 15, 20 sessions. It depends right. what, just what we're doing. Are yeah. you in the college, college atmosphere? Because I always thought, I say, I asked that because of, of what we talk about a lot on the show. We think a lot of stuff should be tested in college, more so high school. So when you do have brain injury or brain trauma, you can, it can yeah. be monitored a lot better. That's it what can, I was thinking about. No, that was one part of one of my questions, like how early would you start? Because, you know, you, you talk about a normal brain when you first get your patient, what's, you know, where they're at today and where they can be in about a year or two. How do you, you know, structure or look at 
you know, this is how your normal setting is, or it, is it structured off that way year over year, month over month? When you do, let's see, the, the check-ins, the check-ups on these certain patients, especially like athletes, per se when they first come in and they say, oh, doc, you know, this is who I am, and you do a test. The next year, you know, you do another test result. Is that how it's ran, or is it literally like the first time, um, or is it like, excuse me, is it earlier, earlier the better when the patient comes in, like a college athlete? Would you rather have a college when they're younger, when they're in school, when there's a lot going on, than a pro athlete when they've been traded, you know, been city to city? What's well, I'd like to certainly, yeah. you know, the, the earlier you get help for whatever issue you're working on, the more the quality of your life is improved at that time, certainly. Okay. But we all have compensatory things we do, and, and you know, and athletes have that. You know, even with injuries, you work around it. So, um, you know, and again, it depends upon the person and their circumstances. But when I do an initial evaluation, I'm going to go over it and say, okay, mm-hmm. this is what's showing on the map. This is how it correlates with what you're talking about. This is what we want to work on. And then if, at that point, if we redo a map, we're going to do it down the road a little bit after we've done enough training to make those long-term changes. But you have your baseline established. Absolutely. And you're doing, you're, right. You're, you're measuring against that baseline that's established initially. Exactly. So then yeah. we're working okay. on just what we want to do. Correct. Yeah, you gotta awesome. You've got to get into the high schools, man. These, these kids see the stuff on phone. High uh, schools. Come into my retirement home. Right. <laughs> <laughs> right exactly. Where do you end up? Uh, but you got to get into these high schools because they see what they see on TV and they think that's the way the game is played. And a lot of times, some things are marketing marketed that's not allowed. It just brings good PR, good marketing to the sport or to whatever game it is. But I think these high school kids have to be parents more so. They got to be more conscious of. And I've always, when I talk to kids, I always tell them, go get a go get a brain scan, go get a CAT scan, go do what you have to do, and um, so we can monitor. This if yeah, you and a lot a of problem. times they want to tough it out. You know, yeah. they want to be guys and tougher, and, tough and, um, guys are you know, and, right? And and until there's a real problem, they say, oh, you know, wow, he's failing now or yeah. whatever. Or these or he's stealing something, and you know, these kinds of things. Do they come in? Okay. Yeah. Well, we will take a quick break. We will come back. We we'll talk some more because I want to talk about that magic pill that Kurt uh, ordered, and uh, <laughs> we will talk some uh, March Madness. Why am I not supposed to talk? We'll be right back. <laughs> Internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. Sports and medicine go hand in hand. Quite simply, if you aren't up to your game health-wise, you won't be up to your game on the field. That's where Bruce the Sports Doc comes in. Dr. Bruce Grossinger uses his medical training and experience to bring you a link between sports and medicine, from the latest advances and treatments to discussion behind the injuries of the week. Bruce the Sports Doc and his team of guest experts are here each week to lay it on the line in terms that you can understand. Tune in every Tuesday at 5 p.m. Eastern, 2 p.m. Pacific on the Voice America Sports Channel. If you think you've seen online TV before, let us surprise you. VoiceAmerica.tv is online now. The leader in live Internet talk radio has done it again. Multiple channels, a state-of-the-art viewing experience, live and on-demand programs streaming 24 hours a day. It's exactly what you want, when you want it. VoiceAmerica.tv. From health and wellness to business, sports, and everything in between. Discover our new world. Visit VoiceAmerica.tv now and experience the future of online television. VoiceAmerica.tv. Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. Now, 
now. Okay, we definitely gotta change the music. This song, yeah, no place for the song right now. Um, all right, welcome back to the show. <laughs> Just a little critique get on back the list? there in the engineer. You, you, you gave him the list? No. Well, I'm saying, how did this? Malcolm over here gave him the list? No, I think Joseph. Yeah, and that's my Joe. name for the day? Yeah, yeah. Hey, it, it I'm works. proud to be Malcolm. Well, I know. Yeah. I, could, I could be Malcolm for a day. Yeah, I'm blaming yeah, Joe. Did Joe... Joe. Joe, did you play that? No, Joe's not back. Joe's, Joe's not, not even back there. there. Oh, so Joe put together the list and then left. Yeah, I get it. All right. <laughs> so I, your um, yeah. So you ordered it, huh? Yeah. I want to see if it works. Asherlin. Well, well, Doctor Simmer, Doctor Simmer said so Asherlin. 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 I want. Well, how you? I wonder how they. How do they come up with these names for medicine? Yeah. I don't know, but it sells. But you did. You do research. You do research. Like let's say you was create. You came up with something. I do research. Okay, I I found a star that nobody knew about in space. So I'm gonna name that star. Yeah. This is stupid. Well, this is like, Sandy looked at it and I showed him the information. It's, I mean, never heard of this. Yeah, yeah I was never watching his face. It, you know, it was I'm brought to my attention face. recently, but I, I haven't <laughs> yeah. had a chance to research. I don't know. Yeah. Well, I'm gonna. I'm, but I you ordered got somebody it. For, I ordered it just to see what would happen. I'm gonna give you a week on it, and then I'm gonna see what it does. You know, well, I'm gonna go into your office first. Yes. <laughs> During the break, we were talking about something that, as you know, has always interested me because you know the NFL spent millions of dollars on a uh, medical study of, of the effects of marijuana on on brain trauma, arthritis, all of these things. And it came back extremely positive. And for me, as I look at uh, particularly pain control and things for for retired athletes, like, I mean, I creak and pop and everything when I get out of bed each day. And I've got, I got wire holding together my left shoulder and I've got, you know, 12 staples in each knee. Real slow. Yeah. But (laughs) so, but you look at, my, my, my gut feeling is I'd rather be on something natural like marijuana rather than an opiate uh, of some regular, of some, regular opiates marijuana are, are or, just or synthetic stuff everything well I I, I don't even natural. know the difference I'd rather go probably with regular but the natural but I don't understand it well I don't understand any of it very yeah. well but it doesn't <laughs> seem to me intellectually that opiates is the way to go because of their addictive qualities right. and all the other things yet here we see so much pushback on this even though their own studies in the NFL showed a very positive impact and I, and I don't know if it's the THC or what it is in the marijuana that helps with the brain trauma and the recovery as well as obviously pain what are your thoughts well I mean you know my opinion anything natural is better you know I've had people that have been on the opiates and you know and have um, you know had problems you know related to it right and I've helped them actually get off of that you know through training in fact you know, what happens is um, they've done studies, you know, in looking at the brain activity. And the front of your brain, a certain area, it's, it's called the anterior cingulate gyrus, whatever. It's around, it's a little bit in the front. And it has to do with how we handle emotions, how we react to things, um, how we s- can shift our thinking and emotions without getting stuck on them. Is that that limbic? Yes, it's tied in. Okay. It's tied into that. Okay, and it controls and it, so. Would you say limbless? Limbic. Oh, limbic. Okay. No, not the limbless. Uh, no, not yet. Limbless, but that's what <laughs> I mean, they're going to. They're going to everything. Well, okay, why are they going to everything but the treatment you do? Why are they going to take this pill, take this this type of medicine, instead of putting? Because it's easy. It's easy. <laughs> it's a quick but fix. But it's always been easy. But why are they doing it with the brain? Why are they doing it with the organs? Um, when you can go in there, because what you do, I, I would love to get on machines and you talk. And there's different. There's different mach- machines for different people, like the HP, the high performance athlete. 
why are they going to more medicine instead of the natural stuff? Because you were talking about the marijuana. Yeah. And uh, I know a lot of guys who have marijuana. Well, they, I don't know how, if they have the card, <laughs> but they take a lot of marijuana. For, and it's for pain. And it's for. Absolutely. And they say, it, make, they say it makes chronic. Exactly. They say uh, it makes them feel better. Instead of just going to get some treatment that'll start reactivating the brain, regenerate the brain, uh, you start thinking like you did when you were 25, maybe. You just feel better. Well, it's a quick fix, you know, and, and it, it's, you know, you don't really know that you can make changes. It is a commitment. You know, you have to go in more than once. And you're, But the nice thing is you're doing something to really change your insides, you know, yeah. to regulate your nervous system that persists. Mm. That can help a great deal with pain, by the way, too. That's awesome. I mean, th- what you're doing, you're you're on the leading edge of this stuff. It's not like this is this has been around forever. Bringing this to the general population seems to me like this is something fairly new. I mean, I haven't heard of this really before until Kwame started telling me about it a couple of weeks ago, talking about you, Sandy, and and um, and I'm I'm just very very intrigued by it. Now, while my athletic days have long passed me by, but as a business person now, you know, there are things I want to take advantage of whatever I can from a brain power perspective. And, and whether I feel like I have problems or not, I'd like to just find out a baseline and how to improve. Absolutely. Sure. And, and for me, that's what I'm intrigued about this. And I'm sure that many of our listeners feel the same way of going, well, you know, I'm not, I'm not a former pro athlete and I didn't have a lot of head trauma and I didn't have uh, they got a lot of irrelevant situations. Absolutely. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. The emotional toll right. that is probably, you know, we, we talk about uh, PSTD, the post-traumatic uh, stress disorder. I mean, I can't imagine that this can't impact that in a very positive way. It absolutely does. I mean, it, yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah. Exper- you were just saying experiences change our brain and our body. And when something happens, it, it's embedded in us neurologically. Yeah. Otherwise, we'd let go of it, even if it's, uh, you know, when you're playing baseball and, you know, you had a rough time against a certain pitcher. And you go up there, and, you know, next year and whatever, and it's somehow in the, deep in your unconscious <laughs> what's going to happen, even though you don't think it about it. It was never deep. I was, was right I was there. I was going, dang, but I, I can never hit this guy. <laughs> <laughs> don't charge the mound, Kurt. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> I go after him yeah, with my mouth. like he's just, uh, before I even get up to the plate, I'm going to charge the mound. Right. So, right. So, get, get this over with. Get kicked with. out. <laughs> get it over with right now. So, you know, with, with modern understanding, technology, and training, there are different yeah. ways to help release these things, even through what's called eye movement, desensitization, reprocessing, things that we get stuck on, um, to desensitize it, get rid of them so they're not bothering us emotionally. Neurofeedback training, um, you know, things like this can work way beyond medication and yeah. general therapy. Yeah, my, my thing is, uh, is it's frustrating to forget some stuff, some simple things. It's frustrating stuff that I remember, and then I test myself. You know, I have some keys in my hands, or so I have some anything in my hand, and I walk outside and I set it down. Say, I set it down on purpose so I don't forget it. I say, don't forget this on your way back out. The next thing you know, I'm in the car, a block away from the house. I feel like I'm supposed to do something. Yeah. But <laughs> simple stuff like that, I'm feeling easy tests, and it only took me 30 seconds to go to the back room and back out the front door. But I set that down on purpose to say, don't forget this on my way back out. Mm-hmm. You know, like I said, I try to challenge my mind, try to mm-hmm. play these little games, but then I just result to crowning. That also sounds like you've got a cluttered mind. Yeah, I do. I would clean that place up. I mean, crown. you got to get somebody <laughs> in there and declutter Royal. that stuff. You need to crown lord. <laughs> <laughs> That's what it's called. I got to do something. Um, but yeah I, yeah, I don't want to. When we talk about pain, I was having this conversation the other day. I said, because I think I need hip surgery or something wrong with my hip. I've got to be replaced. 
I said, I can deal with this pain right now, but if I was 65 or something like that, I don't want to deal with this pain. Right. So uh, same thing with my mental or my medical. I don't want to deal with this pain when I'm 65. I want to fix it right now so I don't have to have this problem. So when I'm 65, I can say, I don't want to deal with this when I'm 85. Well, the amazing thing is the brain, you know, with this kind of work can really be trained just about any age. I mean, I've trained people up to 90 years old. Um, but certainly, you know, we were talking about before, the sooner you get to it, the better. Mm-hmm. You, right. find, you find uh, the older, uh, like they were 90, 85, 90, you find them that look on their face that, like they remember something that you regenerated a thought in their, a process or you just well the process is that you want to kind of slow down for you them? know what's what's happening I mean you okay. can't necessarily restore them to what they were 40, 20 years old but, mm-hmm. but the idea is but can you you know get their brain just firing a little better so there's you know slower decline mm-hmm. they can function mm-hmm. better mm-hmm. now and be in you know less pain or you know emotional and physical okay Okay. I'm just thinking I about the guys this. with all guys, like the surgeries, and I'm thinking of like a Peyton Manning. You know, he had the neck surgery. How does you know how would an individual like that? You know, that deals a lot with your brain. I would assume. You know, your you neck know. so close, and you know, it's dealing with the head trauma. Um, you know, how do guys function off that, or how do they? You know, just depending on them. Then yeah, it's, yeah, it's the so much then. variability. Yeah. Absolutely. Mm. Well, I know this guy had. Um, he was at the uh, meeting last week. Fifty-two brain surgeries. He called me like 52 times since last week, Oof. and um, I don't 52 brain surgery. I don't know what are they wow. doing. What, what are they going in there for? What are they doing? And you got to be scrambled eggs at that. I point. could let you listen to a voicemail, and I won't tell you his name, but you could you can tell there's been 52 brain surgeries, mm. and and a lot of stuff. A lot of the part of the conversation, what we're talking about, what uh, he and I, what he wants to talk about is, you know, there's no social security for him. There's nothing. They, like, 52 brain surgeries, you should be having everything that's warranted for you or everything that's supposed to be given to you. So, can you ever had, you ever been with a guy who had that many brain surgeries? Let's say 10 brain surgeries or one brain surgery, and have you regenerated any thoughts or any. I've had people activities? who had brain surgery, absolutely, okay. not 52. But um, <laughs> just first time I heard extreme. of that, actually. Wow. 52, I'm going to introduce you to the guy. Matter of fact, I'm going to get some cards so I can uh, give it to him. But I don't know, you mm. got to tell me which, well, you won't be able to tell me because that's a. I've had people have had brain surgery, absolutely. Um, it's helped them, you know, just getting their brain firing better and connecting. So we're talking yeah. about areas that are producing too little power, too low power that aren't connecting to other areas, and they're so crucial. Like um, you are talking before about forgetting things, that, mm-hmm. that front of the brain, short-term memory, um, you know, with age it slows up for everybody, and if you've taken any hits, it's going to, you know, impact that. Well, a lot of mine was in front of the brain because I had to see what right. I was hitting. Right, and, that's, and those are all your executive functions, impulse control, emotional regulation, um, thinking ahead of things, mm. you know, projection into the future, and so, you know, decision-making, memory, all that stuff. Oh, I can't lose that. I need those things. Definitely need those. Uh, yeah, 52. Wow. This guy had 52 brain surgery. He was a kicker. He was a kicker. I'm trying, how does a kicker have 52? Something was wrong before then, I guess, because you don't have 52 brain surgery as a kicker. Well, I can understand now. Now that you just mentioned that, I <laughs> talking to him. Yeah, he's. You're he's, right. There's something wrong. Something wrong with that. There's something wrong there. But yeah. I, but I still would like to see. Because I'm a, I'm a, I think the brain, the brain and the heart. The brain is the most powerful thing. You, you think some things it could happen. Actually, it's interesting you brought up about the heart. Right, because I'm um, a genius. Right. <laughs> you don't need any. You don't need any training. <laughs> I do. <laughs> 
but brain they, and heart connects. They they have something in common. Um, go ahead. But but it's interesting. Um, yeah, they really connect well. Mm-hmm. You know, the, the heart's the main rhythmic oscillator, and, and if it's beating off, it really picks up on positive and negative emotions and sends messages to the brain. You know, are we in alarm? Are you know we in mm. that fight flight? And it's called sympathetic arousal. Ooh. Versus, versus if we're, we're – yeah, and that's when we go into that fight-flight freeze. We're over right. overloaded. We need to get motivated to do things. We need a certain uh, optimal arousal level to perform well. But if we kick over that, then we're anxious, then we're overly vigilant, and we're going to perform less, and we're going to tighten up. But if we're under-aroused, we're not going to perform well. But anyway, one can, one can actually train their heart rate variability you still talking uh, about the brain now? Well, actually, I'm talking about the heart. Oh, okay. But actually, because uh-huh. you mentioned the heart, so yeah. I just thought about no. that. <laughs> but we can, we can tra- actually train the heart to um, its variability, and that's a whole other issue. But anyway, yeah. but it has to do with what we're talking huh. about anyway. No, I need my heart trained. I, got, I take medicines for my heart, so. So we got to have. So you would need to know all that. What, hmm. med- what medications I would be on, and it's about seven of them, but you'll, I'll Sheesh. give you all that information. Mm. I know. Sheesh. I hate taking medicine. I'm not consistent with medicine. I, I think nobody is. Uh, again, yeah. I think I can fix myself. Yeah. Uh, I've been t- I've been told too many times that I should listen. Too many times that you need to get a uh, defibrillator or you need a uh, pacemaker. You need both of them because they have this new one that has one in it's one and two. Yeah, both of them in yeah, one. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and I'm like, mm, I can fix it. I can fix it. But I've been well, in this, cardiac arrest for six years. Yeah, this makes sense to me though. Where, where. Everything is managed through your brain. And I do believe that there's a lot of individual power in fixing anything that you're challenged with, but you've got to have the right tools. And that's really the key to me is I, as I'm listening to this is it, it's, it's, yes, you can fix things yourself, but have the right tools. It's like being a, a master mechanic and you're given a, a Phillips screwdriver right. and a wrench. But, but when you, when you are Just exactly, when you're given that external feedback, when you see things and with proper education and coaching about how to move yourself in the yeah. direction you want to, now you're able to do it. Yep. That's exactly the point. Yeah. So, people, if you need to get coached out there mentally and cognitively and you want to be better. 97th and Shea. Uh, you got to get the address again. because 92nd and Shea. Uh, yeah, 92nd. Yep. 92nd and Shea. It's the exact address is 10229 North 92nd Street. And your phone number again? Is 480-609-1798. Awesome. I, uh, 1798. I know that uh, area over there. There's a bowling alley over there. 92nd yeah, and Shade. Yeah, yeah, near Villa in the air. I'm, yeah, yeah, Villa, yeah. Yeah. I'm across from the hospital in a, um, <laughs> it's in a complex called Ironwood I, Square. Yep. Yeah. I went over to the hospital. I had to do something with my private parts. But uh, Well, thanks for sharing. Well, man. Thanks for that, man. It just came out. <laughs> well, Dr. Sandy ain't touching that. Dr. Brill. Um, Dr. Brill. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, <laughs> you don't need to go. Yeah, the urologist that it. handles that I, I come in there, I come in there and get my head checked. take your pants down. I'm like, what? <laughs> you went from the brain to the heart now to your, your parts. And That's the brain and the heart. I don't That's think Dr. Sandy want to Goodness. touch on that. But he does, he does touch on ADD, and I got a lot of friends who think they, got ADD. Think they have ADD <laughs> or have had it in the past um, that are from out of town because obviously, you know, I don't know a lot of people in Phoenix, but when they do come to Phoenix, they look for a specialist who can help with their ADD, and they talk about it. I, they ask me. I don't know why you're asking me. I, I have no clue, but now... You know, I do have a source to lend out to. Yeah, I think it's it's fascinating dealing with adult ADD. I've been doing that for the past 25 years intensively. And, and I help, used to help them get on medication. There's computer testing that picks out the ADD and other measures. Can, can it do that? 
Yeah. Picks out ADD? Yeah. I mean, basically, I get over different, oh, yeah. different focusing measures. And you will see differences on that on medication, but they don't last. As soon as right. the medication wears off, the performance goes right back down. But when you do actually neurofeedback, um, studies show that those, and I find in my practice, those scores persist because you have changed your brain. But dealing with adult ADD is fantastic because, again, it makes for you. Make it's fantastic for you because you get to see some difference. Yeah, yeah. absolutely, yeah. And well, I, th- I think that the nice thing is what we're telling our listeners, there's an answer here. There is an opportunity here, regardless of what state you're in, if you want to improve, it sounds like this is a wonderful way to go. Sounds good. Absolutely. Sounds good. Uh, we, we are going to take a break in a second, and we are going to get into some sports on the next segment. That we, uh, no, I'd rather have Sandy here for the rest of the hour. I want to talk more about brains. Did you guys feel your bra- bracket out? I did not. I did. I did, too. I think I did it this morning. I don't like that. I said, I think I did this morning, <laughs> I, huh? Part of the part of the book's got some questions on the bracket. Okay. Oh yeah. Well, oh, yeah guys, we're going to the book. Going to the book. We go to the book. We go. Uh, we still got uh, Sandy Silverman here on ninety second and Shay one zero two two nine over there in the cut. Yeah. Uh, you say it's the Ironwood Building? Is uh, Ironwood Square is Ironwood the name Square. of the office complex. Yes. Ironwood awesome. Square. Awesome. Yeah. All right. Well, I, I think I'm driving what, up there this afternoon. You might need. You got to get your presidential haircut first. Oh, yeah. <laughs> 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 Kwame likes the sport. Kwame likes the sports talk. Demar Lachey, Kurt Fairkeller, Dr. Sandy Silverman is in the building. We we'll take a quick break. We'll be right back. Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. Check your feelings at the door and enter the Man Cave. Don't let the name fool you because we're here for anybody that wants to talk and listen in. Hosts J.D. Harris and Ray Austin are here to lead the forum from the fans, former players, owners, execs, and coaches. While inside the Man Cave, you do whatever you like. We won't judge. We'll even go beyond sports to talk technology, current events, and entertainment. Tune in every Wednesday at 3 p.m. Pacific Time, 6 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. Are you a real sports fan? Get ready to talk football and anything else sports with Kwame Lasseter. Formerly with the Arizona Cardinals, San Diego Chargers, and St. Louis Rams, Kwame's got the experience. So he's prepared to talk sports with you every week on Kwame Lasseter's Sports Talk. It's on the Voice America Sports Network every Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, and Friday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time, 12 noon Eastern Time. Get ready for an unpredictable, fun, and sometimes sarcastic look at the world of sports. That's Kwame Lasseter's Sports Talk on the Voice America Sports Network. The opening kickoff is a beauty. It's a fly ball deep right field. That goes O'Neal. He's a tough shot. Got it. With 2.8 seconds left to left. I don't care where they put him. This one is out of here. From high school to the pros, we we cover everything. Let your voice be heard. Voice America Sports. Welcome back, Kwame Lassa Sports Talk, 888-346-9144. It is Thursday. Thirsty Thursday, Tito's Thursday. Tito Thursday, because I am thirsty. It's always Tito's Thursday. What did I have yesterday? I had a Coke. I had a Coke Yeah, for the first hey, time in a long time. This music is bringing me down. Yeah, it's bringing me down, right? No, it's, 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 it's March Madness. I'm kissing the no. mic. It's March you Madness. You want to kiss him out? You want to bump on your mouth? I got a bump on my mouth. That came from that I, microphone I, look, over there. Yeah, that's that one's getting me used a, bump a lot. I'm going to touch my lip. Mm, take this. <laughs> 
Um, yeah, he bring nah, me down. It, I was it's in my about car. about to tip off. The, game, the first game already tipped off. Looking for my breather like a crackhead. I couldn't find it. I was checking my pockets 18 times. The old studios, we had, uh, Windows? We had TVs. TVs, yeah. We had TVs. Mm. We'd watch it. That's good old days. Yeah, yeah, the good old days. March Madness, uh, <laughs> first game. Uh, well, we had some play-in games. I think Michigan won their play-in game, play game, right? Yeah. Yeah, and uh, who else? Wichita. Wichita is my upset. Shockers. I can't believe they had to play in, though. I was telling this, I was saying this Tuesday. Wichita State had to play in only because of their conference. If they were anywhere else, they would have been a, they would have had a, a seed already. Yeah. Over, under, 12 upsets in round one. Under. Under. This year, more. under. More. Under. There'll be more than 12 upsets where the lower seed beats the upper seed. Well, see, you well, see I don't four. count eight. I don't count four or five. I I'm sorry, but that, <laughs> that's actually, the, it I does count. count that, Kurt. I, I don't it, personally count that. But it, but. Okay, I get it, but there's a seating <laughs> for a reason, and upsets are based on your seating. There's a seating for t- a couple reasons, because they, they be trying to make matchups so it looks good on TV. All right. So of the 32 games, mm-hmm. I'm saying that there will be more than 12 of lower seated teams beating higher seated teams. I go over because I'm I'm with Demery on this. The, um, I'm going under. He's yeah, I know, under. I know. I was okay. going under too, but I go over because of the four and five. Four and five. That's not an upset to me. Well, that would be the second round. Oh well, yeah, that's this yeah, round. Yeah. Eight nine is the, eight, is nine the closest. Is, yeah, that's yeah. not that's. Well, I'm telling you, because either one of them could have been eight, like, either one could be nine. Right, like there'll be three, there'll be three twelve fives. You think so? Yep, I think there'll be three, three twelve, twelve fives. fives. Ooh. I gotta who, look at my sheet. At, wait, who's sitting at a five? Who's sitting right at now? twelve? On top of my head, that's gonna be the five. Yeah, it, it it this year it doesn't matter. I got a thirteen over a four. I'm watching. I think I think Hawaii would beat California. See, I, I, I California just lost their leading scorer. He just broke his hand in practice. It means nothing. I got, he's not gonna I got play. two hands. No, he's not gonna play. <laughs> I um I uh, I had Cal I had Cal advancing <laughs> in the first round over Hawaii. Well, and you know here's why here's how I do it. You might have Hawaii. You might have. You might be twenty-five and six. You might have balled out this year, but what conference were you in? I do this in basketball, and also probably the worst place to do it is in basketball because if you're a shooter, you can shoot. It's, it's only five of you on the court. A shooter, you get hot. I could change the whole game. Now, Cal plays in the Pac-12, right? Pac, whatever they are. Pac-12. Pac-12. Yep. It's better competition. These guys have played some of the best. They played U of A twice. They played Oregon twice, uh, Oregon State. They played these schools. Uh, who else? Who else is in this that's worth mentioning? But I got them for that reason of, yeah. of the who they play all year. I don't think there's going to be any 215 upsets. 215. Not this year. Not this year. Not but, this year. There's going to be a one. I think the, the 116s the are going to be closer games than you think. Wait, like who? Kansas and Austin Peay? I think uh, North Carolina, yeah, Florida I, Gulf Coastal. Yeah, I think that's well, going to yeah, be a struggle. Florida, Florida, it's two different styles right yeah, there. Yeah, but you're talking about some guys that should be Florida. I guess it is the one. When we, was talking, when we used to talk football and we talked about uh, Florida Central, those guys, the oh, yeah, same guys that should have been playing at Florida State, yeah. they can play. So Florida Coastal? Playing North Carolina, I don't think Roy Williams will let that slip away. But you know, you're dealing with some kids; they got other plans other than college, so that could be a possible upset. Hampton, Virginia. Hampton, Virginia. Um, Hampton and Virginia. They say Hampton, Virginia. That's like the city and state. <laughs> but Hampton University of Hampton and right. um, or oh, Hampton University HU and uh, Virginia. 
that that's okay. not gonna be upset. Twelve but five matchup. I'm looking at Indiana, Chattanooga. I, I don't I see that yeah, one. Don't sleep on Kansas now. Purdue, they, they know to fall asleep in the first Arkansas, round. Little Rock. I watch Howard beat them. See, I don't. Baylor, Yale, Maryland, South see, Dakota I State. Think, I think Yale's gonna win. You think Yale? Yeah. Yep. I think Yale's I, I gonna see win. That. I don't. I can't. See I wouldn't that. be surprised. Beating Baylor. Beating Baylor. Yeah. I, I got Baylor going pretty far, but I would They're not just be surprised. Baylor's Baylor's a lazy team. You can see Maryland losing. I think Maryland's going to lose. Maryland lose against South Dakota State. Yeah, yeah South first Dakota game. State. They, yep, I think they'll lose too. So this is something since we got Sandy in here too. Another interesting point that came out just this week is the NFL before the big ruling on this billion-dollar lawsuit for twenty thousand players, roughly about one hundred ninety thousand dollars per player. Um, hundred ninety thousand. One hundred ninety thousand per player. Is that what they get out, out of this billion-dollar lawsuit? So the NFL came up and said that they do believe that there is a link between CTEs and head trauma in the game. So is that strategically yes. good or bad prior to even the ruling? Good. And so we get it over. We say it. You know what that is? We sorry. Here's $20 million or yeah. billion, whatever it is. Here's whatever the money Here's is. A billion dollars Here's a billion for dollars for 20,000 players. And a hundred, it's, a, it's a civil. It's a uh, – yeah. Everybody should be getting something anyway who's been in the lead at that point that they started not saying it was linked. But it's the, it's the fact to say, okay, here it is. We apologize. This is our apology. Now we moved on. Here's the payoff. We don't want to talk about this again. And so the strategy, yes, before as opposed to after, I think it's a good strategy. So it's a protection for addition, from additional lawsuits mm-hmm. is what you're saying. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I don't want to hear any more about it after I pay you this billion dollars. Well, I, I think that it do, definitely brings into play that it, that the NFL is taking some culpability, though I believe it's it's strategic in nature. I don't believe that they're doing this out of the goodness of their hearts. They're doing this to prevent more financial loss, in my mind. And I think that it's probably a pretty smart idea because they're just saying, listen, more information comes, you've got to change you know, your opinions. You know, you know what would be good, um, and you know more about it than I do, but you know, some of the insurance plans beyond the settlement, mm-hmm. um, if they would let them, retired players, qualify, for example, a plan 88, that will pay for the help yeah. that people like me can give because we have a new program designed for this for CTE mm-hmm. symptoms and dementia yeah. Yeah. that it, actually activates the brain with neurofeedback, even beyond what I was talking about. That would and benefit the NFL. NFL. And you have guys that. like um, Joe De La Malier, if I'm pronouncing his name correctly, uh-huh. yeah. that, have, that have gone on air and, and talked about how much this has helped them for these symptoms. Yeah. De La Malier has been players. involved in, mm. in this? Yes, yes ah. he's right but, on. But, um, I can give you the you know, website where he's cool. on. Yeah, it's uh, where I have it here. Yeah, he's, but but that's, that's, yeah. Um, that's what a lot of guys want. They want that uh, Plan 888. When you, when you retire so from they're, the they're, But they're, they're making it real difficult for that because right, I'm right. involved in this, in this national yeah. study with retired NFL players. I don't see why the NFL wouldn't do it. I, I, I've been trying to figure it out. I guess all of us have been trying to figure out, why, why wouldn't you do that? When, I, when you retire Kwame. from the NFL. Kwame. What's that? Don't tell me you don't understand. I've Follow the dollars, figure. you'll find your answers. But there's billions of dollars being made every I, year. I, I, no, no, no. I agree. I agree. But – these owners, if, if we don't understand the state of greed of the NFL, then, then we've missed the boat completely. Is it the right thing to do? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Financially, can they do it? Unequivocally. They can absolutely do all of this very easily. But, we're talking about the NFL. but then they're admitting 
They're admitting fault and culpability. Right. And, and that's the challenge is they are never – I mean, Roger Goodell doing this damn deflate gate thing continuing on is all about I don't want to admit that we were wrong. You have to, well, talk, you about the team. You have to talk about the teams also. Yeah, well, no, you have no. To talk about the teams. Absolutely. The owners. Yeah. And, and what's yeah. going to happen from here on if it's caused these kinds of problems? Now what about the future? Right. Well, when we retire from the NFL, you got five years of the insurance. I, I don't – five years – it's you, nearly you, enough. It's not. It's not. Oh, even, you won't even use it until then. No. A lot of guys has been um, brainwashed, for lack of a better word, but brainwashed is a good word because mm-hmm. we've told to run through walls and never feel the pain. I've, right. I'm, I know plenty of us have been hurt, but you play through pain. You get so used to playing through pain, it's not even pain anymore. It's just something nagging you. Right. Uh, so then after five years, I, and I wonder how st- they come up. I wonder was it strategically coming up with five years because – when we say we're not doing anything when we retire, two things happen. You start feeling your pains five years down the road. Another thing, who's going to insure you with all those injuries, broken bones, ligaments, surgeries? Who's going to insure you? What kind of premium you think you're going to get? Mm-hmm. Well, today. So the Plan 88 makes sense. Yeah. Take yeah. my money and put it into a Plan see, 88. See, what they've do done, though, is when we're getting players to try and qualify this, they're turning them down and they're making right. it harder. And there's a, actually a former NFL player. His name is Fred Willis. I believe he played in the Fred 70s. Fred Willis. And he was a running, good running back. And basically... He played for San Fran or somewhere? He's kind of uh, spearheaded this, you know, to get and champion this program. It's called High Performance Neurofeedback, which I use now in my practice. But they've worked with, oh, 30-some-odd players in Denver and Carolina and, and, and a lot of retired Broncos players. And every majority of them, by far, reporting very good results. From, I mean, all kinds of issues from, from training now. I, I, Let me tell you what I'm like real quick, Kurt. Yeah. Um, it's something you said. You you passionate about what you do, right? Yes. You um you really trying your your cause is to help. Your cause is beat on the cutting edge and do do a whole lot of great things. Right. I don't like when you call it a, a practice. They, call it your profession or something. Don't call it a practice. It, it's you you doing some real. I don't like it. <laughs> You're associating you this to like, game time versus practice. Yeah, we're talking about practice. Yeah, I don't like it because <laughs> you ain't don't you're a professional and you you passionate about what you do. A lot. I know a lot of people that practice are not passionate. You practice yeah. how you play. No. No. You never did you, that. You were supposed to. I, I practice hard all the time. Okay. I practice <laughs> all the time, but practice and play, practice and real is two different things. How, how many guys you know practice how they play and then show up and they have a terrible game? Several. True. Yeah. Well, yeah. Too yeah. many. Too many. Just say. Yeah. yeah. But because I, I believe in what you're doing, I believe you knowledgeable about everything you do. That's why you are in here because you dropped a lot of knowledge on us today. Um, so I, I I would like to call it a you know a doctor say they practice it's my it's, I mean, it's in my practice oh it's in my yoga practice you're not practicing you're the real deal yeah you real deal I can call okay. it professional that's interesting right. uh, it's an interesting perspective a, for sure that but is a good perspective it is it is awesome though I, I I do agree that you know here here we are we know that each NFL owner at the beginning of each year well, is given two hundred and twenty five million dollars without. Talking about anything about license revenue, merchandise revenue, food and beverage, parking, all those other millions upon millions. What I would like to see is 10% off the top every year go towards a, a mental disabilities or something strategy because this is brand new and we've got to throw more money at it. A billion dollars ain't going to cut it. Mm-hmm. And there has to be a continual revenue stream to drive better, for no better pr- word, practice to to fix these issues. 
in the retired players. To your point, Kwame, you know, a, a player can play for five years, which is more than enough time to cause significant damage. They're retiring at 27, and they don't really, they still feel invincible. They're going right. to feel invincible until they're 40. And then all of a sudden, to your point, Kwame, suddenly here comes all the problems. Here comes the pain. And we're not addressing the long-term effects to the short-term impact of their career. And and you have to look at these these people holistically. We can't look at them in an isolation of time that you only played for, you know, four or five years. I don't care. Anytime you, you one year, I think you put you've made a in. difference. Yeah. I, yeah. But I think you should make at least the qualifying point where you've where you've earned your pension, which is what, three years and three games or yeah. whatever it might be. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, that to me is your cornerstone of where you start, and and that's only a start, and that's only a start. But they've got to put more money in continuing research, innovative ways to address so the these plan problems. Eighty eight was uh, did they turn the guys down? I mean, it's kind of like insurance anyway. I gotta, They're always going to say no. They got to say no to say no to say okay, yeah. he's not going away. Yeah. Say yes. They're finding different reasons. This doctor doesn't have this degree. <laughs> this oh. isn't severe enough. Right. And, you know, and, yeah. And, and and the whole that whole argument of severe enough, I tell you what. How about you take less severe and you try functioning <laughs> on less severe? Yeah, that, I'll trade out with you any good, day. Good point. Good I'll point. trade out with you any day you want to do that. So no, good point. You was gonna say something, Doc, uh, Sandy. No. Oh, you need to get on no, your own. No, I, I was. I wasn't. Uh, <laughs> I, I, I have been meaning to. Believe me, I have. My wife wants frozen me to. moment. <laughs> uh, yeah, he, he disappeared on us. Yeah, a frozen moment. <laughs> no, no. To you, what you were saying before about the profession, uh-huh. I like that. Um, I guess the reason that I emphasize practice is my profession. What I say is psychology. There's really a broad range of how they practice it, and mm-hmm. because I am cutting edge and, and doing this many years, the kind of work I do. That's not your your typical norm of what most psychologists do. That's why I emphasize, you know, in response to what you're saying, like my practice, I do like to look at things and emotional things from a different perspective mm-hmm. versus your, you know, just always talking about, thir- you know, stuff. But but I understand what you're saying. It's okay. true. Good. Yeah. Good. You made now, him not want to say practice. Well, he, he, I think he's he no, he the real deal. I think he's the real deal. I think you, yeah. if you're passionate about <laughs> You you ain't in here. That's the first time I heard someone say that. So what what I said? Yeah, but I'm different. I felt that way. I'm different. Yeah, I feel that way. You in here practicing? Are you trying to be a professional at this? Profession. What what do you? So you you already practice. You practice in college. Well, I'm still practicing. Yeah. Well, we know that. We know you. (laughs) You already practice in college. You practice. But my practice came from my my aunt from D.C. Aunt Rosa. Putting micro putting a brush in front of me and coming down to Virginia, which is coming down is two hours. Right. Is Interviewing me, that was my practice. Interviewing me, okay. that was all. That was all practice. So when I when I do this, when we do this, this is nothing. This we do this in our sleep. It's only forty eight minutes. Hey, <laughs> I, I struggle every day, but I'm happy to be here. We're gonna take a quick break while you're struggling. You gotta go pee. I think we oh. off the air. Yeah, oh, I think we're done. <laughs> I think we're done. <laughs> we're done. Oh shit. We done? We're done. This was too good. I shouldn't have. Uh, <laughs> we off the air. Kwame Lashay Sports Hall. Jim Lashay. Kurt Felkeller. Dr. Sandy Silverman. You go check him out. Uh, we'll put the information up yes. quite a few times. Uh, we out. Oh. We out. Dang, I Thanks for tuning in this week. Join us every Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, and Friday at 12 noon Eastern Time, 9 a.m. Pacific Time for another edition of Kwame Lasseter's Sports Talk on the Voice America Sports Network.